TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 554, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hey, this is Peter. I write for We Live Entertainment, and I live in Hollywood. Hi, this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University and host the Screen Tom podcast. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wheatonopolis. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. All righty. Uh, Tom, you have the news. Hit, yes, hit me with I it. Yes, I do. Uh, ABC is killing off Jeff Garland's characters on the Goldbergs. So season 10 is going to be kind of a massive reboot of the show. Wow, I didn't know that show was still going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, Walsh's, Kate Walsh's Addison Montgomery will return to Grey's Anatomy for season 19 to recur. Uh, wow, I didn't know that show was still on. Oh, everybody knew that show was still on. Don't play that. Come on. No, I didn't. I really yes. did. And I watched the show. I, I really, I do. I still, I don't love it, but I watch it. I had no idea it was still on. Beauty, the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary special has added Josh Groban, Rita Moreno, and Joshua Henry. Amazon has ordered a live action Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2099 series from executive producer Ridley Scott. They've that looks also- cool. They've also ordered a Butch Cassidy and Sun- the Sundance Kids series with Regé Jean Page and Glenn Powell. Ooh, I'm very excited. Uh, you hear, did that. you hear the gasp? There were gasps that happened. Okay. Yes. I was like, him in a cowboy hat? Oh, my oh. God. All right. <laughs> with, Go ahead. With, gun, Keep going. with guns on a low riding. Oh, okay. We're good. <laughs> Man, I'm going to feast, feast on that for a week. Go ahead. And I, I Amazon think, I think... canceled Paper Girls. Boo. Yeah. Amazon CV has greenlit the sitcom Clean Slate from Norman Lear's Act 3 production company with Laverne Cox and George Wallace attached to star. Tignataro will join The Morning Show Season 3 on Apple TV+. Hot news, I got the scoop on during uh, Dragon Con back uh, Labor Day weekend. Chad, and it was just announced in the press this week, Chad Coleman is joining Superman and Lois Season 3 as Bruno Mannheim. And if you know oh. your Superman lore, Mannheim is the head of Inner Gang, which is tied to Apocalypse. They've also cast Michael Bishop to play to play the new version of Jonathan Kent. Disney oh, Plus that's is- so. Do we have a question? I have a question. Yes. Do we know why that kid left Jonathan Kent? Did he just decide I don't want to be an actor anymore? Like what? Basically, the heck that's all that they've said. He's basically mm. quitting the business. That's so I heard that there were like mental health issues. He was he was struggling, from what I understand. That's what I read. Okay. okay. All right. Continue. Um, Disney Plus has, has announced that Manny Jacinto and Lee Jung Jae are joining the Acolyte. Christian Slater is joining the cast of Willow as a friend of Mad Mardigan. Ki Hai Kwan, fresh from Everything Everywhere All at Once, is joining Loki season two. And ah, quipped, I saw that. And cool. quipped at the D twenty three panel, <laughs> is this the Indiana Jones panel? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the picture of him and Harrison Ford reuniting, please do because it will warm your heart. And then the Spiderwick Chronicles series has cast Joy Bryant and Michael Michael Lee. Uh, FX has announced that Handmaid's Tale will end with 
the forthcoming season six, and season five is getting great reviews, by the way. Demi Moore is joining the cast of Feud season two, and they are canceling Maggie after one season, and I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> HBO reclaimed its Emmy's crown thanks to the White Lotus 10 Awards. Henry Winkler has said that Barry is likely to end with season four. If you've been watching the show, that really that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. With yeah, how season yeah. three ended. HBO announced that Pretty Little Liars Original Sin has been picked up for season two. Issa Rae's rap stuff, I'm euphemizing, has been picked up for season two. And Harley Quinn has been picked up for season four. Dennis Quaid has been cast in Steven Soderbergh and Adam Solomon's HBO Max series Full Circle. Carla Gugino has joined their Girls on the Bus series. And the Constantine reboot from J.J. A- A- from J.J. Abrams is dead because Keanu Reeves and Francis Lawrence are reuniting for a feature film sequel. Woohoo! Totally worth it. Yay! Uh, at Hulu, Isaac Gonzalez is joining Diego Luna and Gael Garcia, Garcia Bernal in La Maquina. And the History of a Pleasure Seeker pilot is not moving forward. From NBC, Scott Bakula has announced on social media he passed on the Quantum Leap reboot. However, the producers have basically let it be known that they're keeping the doors open should he change his mind. Okay. Uh, in is that, Netflix, is that it? Oh. Netflix okay. the producers of Squid Game have announced they want Leo DiCaprio for a future season. Yeah, and my sister wanted a pony for Christmas when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Crown has paused production because of Queen Elizabeth's death. Travis Fimmel and Simon Baker head the cast of Boy Swallows Universe, which is at which is filming Down Under. At Paramount Plus, James Badge Dale, Robert Patrick, Sebastian Roche, and Brandon Sklenar are joining the cast of 1923, a Yellowstone origin story. Also, 1883, colon, the Bass Reeves story is coming with Daniel Oyelowo. They had previously announced that they were doing a Bass Reeves miniseries. However, it is now going to be linked to 1883. Taylor Sheridan's CIA drama Lioness has added James Jordan, LaMonica Garrett, and Dave Annable. Rodrigo Santoro from Westworld is joining Sarah Michelle Geller in the Wolfpack. Poker Face at Who, Peacock. Wait, wait, who's joining the Wolfpack? Rodrigo Santoro from Westworld. Hot Latin dude. Ah, thank you. <laughs> uh, Peacock has announced that Brandon Michael Hall, Colton Ryan, and Megan Suri are joining the cast of Poker Face. And finally, Paramount Global is considering shuttering the cabler and migrating its content to Paramount Plus. And they're already starting to do this, you know, hey, get Paramount Plus and add Showtime for a nominal fee. So they haven't made a decision yet, but I would not be surprised because I, I think linear TV is going the way of the dodo. All right, let's start talking about the shows. First up, we're going to talk House of Dragon, and this was episode four. And this was the episode where they're like, incest, how much do you want to incest? So <laughs> it's a question of are are you going to have uh, relations with your uncle or your cousin? Take a pick. So it was mainly just also um, Damon showing that even he has intricate plans on bringing down the monarchy. He really sucks at his own plans. You know what? He reminds me of Spike, actually. Like, well, just that he has these great plans to take over the universe and he screws himself up. 
He's not the evil genius he thinks he is. Yes, I'm from Buffy. Yes, oh, okay. he's not well, the I evil know. genius. Maybe our he... listeners don't know what you were talking about. We all did. Anyway, uh, so I thought what was interesting is he had this great plan, which was he was going to bring his niece to this brothel. He takes her hat off so that everybody would recognize her. He wanted the king to find out he had sex with her. And then she wasn't overly awed or impressed by him and was like, yeah, okay, let's do the sex thing. And then he was like freaked out that she was taking control. And then he couldn't really, that he wasn't, he couldn't really perform then. It would like freaked him out and he walks off. And his plan still sort of works, but not the way, like, it just feels like his plans are half-hearted, you know? That's all. That's and not that, how I read it at all. I feel like he got a conscience in the middle of it. Like, I really feel like... Well, the, the show, the, the after show, uh, they said that it was her not being the timid maiden that threw him off, and that she was trying to take control of the sex, and that's what through him versus a conscious i i was kind of when i watched it i kind of thought that too but yeah the showrunners were talking about it after so i was like I mean, they just not I mean, he's well? shown he's been shown as having performance issues before that's right um, so they're basically so, yeah, talking about his performance issues was really what happened well then i but think it's poor acting because <laughs> that is definitely not what I got. And I don't think everybody watches the after show. I certainly don't. Right. And, and I don't think, I don't think that was acting. It was the way they cut it, honestly, because fair. I, I mean, couldn't, I couldn't read his face if they had, cause they have him, they have them all intimate and then he just pauses and then walks away. And I was like, wait, what? And then they show the wide shot of her just standing there with her pants around her ankles. See, I, I don't, I don't remember that because I mean, I, I watched it, uh, uh, you know, and I really, I, I personally, I didn't, I like, I agree. I don't think it was edited well, but I absolutely remember they having like a close up shot of his face where he just changes his mind. Like for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what, you know, you and I, like you said, you sort of thought it was a conscience as well, but uh, I definitely saw the, the, where the switch happened, like, you know, the, right. the switch. So I don't think that's it. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, uh, rag on, on, um, Matt Smith necessarily. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm still going with, I don't love him in the role. Uh, I do like him better and I certainly like his haircut. I feel like the producers saw that <laughs> and they were like, let's cut his hair. So I, I feel like, I don't know, is it, is it uh, superficial of me? I don't mean that he looks hotter. I just mean that like, I just, maybe he works better of a character because he has shorter hair. I don't know why. Um, but, but that being said, I just, I'll, I'll circle back to this. I, uh, I don't love the show. I don't love it. Um, I feel like it's shot really, uh, it's vast. The big scenes are beautiful. Um, but I feel like it's the smaller scenes kind of don't work for me. And please someone tell me this because I saw this uh, on the internet and I, I think it's very true. And maybe they showed it in the after show, but they showed clips that they cut that they didn't actually put in the series. And there was a confrontation scene between uh, Rhaenerys and her best friend about her getting married. Did you guys hear about this? Well, I mean, I, that, that was kind of not in the, I felt like I was in the episode. They do have a confrontation. They do. Yeah. Oh, but it absolutely thought, happens. No, but I thought, 
I don't know. I, I won't I won't muddy the podcast for it. Uh, I did I saw I saw it too, but I thought it was like an extended scene. And the article made it clear that it never made to it didn't make it to air. So maybe they like chopped it. Maybe they edited it. I don't know. But that being said, I will finish here with my, my me saying. I mean, we're gonna get it to Rings of Power, but I like Rings of Power better. Not that they're the same show. Blah blah blah. Um, but that being said, I have been uh, unimpressed with. Uh, with House of Dragon. I think it's fine and it's certainly watchable, but I don't love it. And I think even um, the the sex scene between her and her, her guard, do you know what I mean? That felt really like awkward and stiff in a way that I don't think it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? I think it was supposed to be very like, she didn't get to consummate with her uncle. So, and she was still all hot and bothered. So she was like, I'm going to get me somebody else, you know, and which is fine. But, uh, and she's not young. I looked up the actress, she's 22. So it wasn't one of those like, oh, our actress is too young. So let's, you know, let's, uh, let's dial it down. I just felt it was not done well. And it made me feel uncomfortable and that it shouldn't for sure. Um, so yeah, I feel like the show is not firing in all pistons for me and it's watchable and I will continue watching it, but I'm not super in, uh, you know, into it. Anybody else? Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, I don't, I want to stay away from comparing this with rings of power because everybody is doing that. And just because they're two fantasy things doesn't mean that they're the same thing or they're in competition with each other. And I, I really kind of hate that. Um, I, although I will say that my feelings are, are the same kind of with both of them, which is that I, I don't, you know, I, I am enjoying both of them. Um, I think if I had not seen the originals of either, um, I, I is, well, let's concentrate on, on House of the Dragon. If I had not seen Game of Thrones, I'd be thinking that this was great. This was fine. I think in, in uh, comparison to it, to the original Game of Thrones, um, it's it falls short. The the storyline so far, the characters are not as compelling. Um, it's still it's interesting in its own right, but you know when when my mind wanders back to the source material, I tend to think, well, this is just not grabbing me like like the original did, and I don't feel like the stakes are are quite as high. It seems maybe more trapped inside that that castle and and the keep rather than spreading out across Westeros. So there, there just seems to be less of a canvas. So there's less stakes somehow. Um, I, I think... I mean, that- I, I think I, I get you because it's like, in the original, it's like the White Walkers were coming to kill everyone into the world versus mm-hmm. uh, is my family going to rule the throne? Right. Yeah. So the, the stakes are not as high. There isn't that existential dread. I mean, they have, to their credit, brought the the possibility of the night king i mean we as the audience know what that is that's looming in the future but we also know that it's it's not going to happen for almost another 200 years so it's not part of what we're watching now and oh sorry go ahead Allison. Go ahead. uh no and, and so so i think you know it's you, you just you don't feel that that immediacy of you know really terrible danger and and also because i think we've seen um the the whole court intrigue thing before and played much more lethally than than what we're seeing at the moment Um, although i think i mean it's going to accelerate of course this this eventually leads to civil war but i think at the moment it just seems kind of talky you know there's it's like i'd like more show than than 
Uh, also, there are Peter, more characters he, in Game of Thrones. There are so uh, many more characters. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, you got to let other people talk. Go ahead, Peter. You, you want well, to say no, no. It's funny because I totally, Allison, I agree with you about, I rewatched, you know, I had, after watching the pilot of House of the Dragon, I, I had like put on the original Game of Thrones pilot. And, and I, yes, I do love the existential dread. I do, I do love the winter's coming, but my God. There is so much, and I, I Yusin just said it when she's like, there's more characters. That's to Game of Thrones' detriment. What I like about House of the Dragon is that so far, and I, I haven't seen the latest episode, so technically maybe something terrible happened in the last episode, but like the characters that we get, we don't have a Joffrey, we don't have a Teen Ang Sansa, we don't have characters where I'm like, oh my God, these people are so one-dimensional. Every character in House of the Dragon so far is either merely good or like pretty good. So I would rather have a small group of interesting characters than 16 characters and I don't care about half of them. Like, but I definitely agree with Allison that the sense of that like something bigger or something maybe existential, I, I, I agree with that, yes. I do wish that the show can maybe get there to that, but the characters way, I way more find like their intrigue there just seems, except for like, like I think Libby always used to say, you know, Tyrion was always like the smartest person in the room. I don't know if that would be true on House of the Dragon because a lot of the characters are pretty smart. Um, and I like that about House of the Dragon. Anyways, that's just my two cents. I have not seen the last episode. So, uh, Tom, go ahead. Oh, that's right. You don't watch it. Never mind. No, and the comments have invalidated my decision to sit with this one. No, I, I don't think, I, I think that as the war builds up, because they they are laying down a lot of groundwork and i think once the groundwork is laid out then the stakes will seem bigger uh but that's always the danger of doing a prequel when you do a prequel everybody knows what's coming you know so but let's move on we can't spend all day on this we need to keep moving uh next up we're gonna talk serpent queen and when I say we, I mean somebody other than me because I did not watch it. I'm not really a period piece kind of person. So you guys who are, go forth in period piece. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the the twist toward the end when we find out, oh, she's really a terrible person in the future. It's like, which if you know your history, of course, Catherine de Medici. But I thought that, I don't know, the... The structure of the majority of the story being told in flashback kind of didn't work for me. So, but I did like the actor who played uh, the younger version of Catherine, and I thought they telegraphed that his his you know the family friend that he was doing inappropriate th her husband's family friend that he, who was doing inappropriate things with was suitably creepy. So. But I'll keep watching. It, it it intrigued me just enough to keep watching. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I you know I I do love the historical stuff. I mean, show me a costume drama, and I'm I'm going to at least be interested enough to take a look at it. And I think that they're so far doing a good job with this. It is not 100% historically accurate, you know, but it is. I think they're doing a good job of of capturing the feel. Uh, the look of the place, the costumes look beautiful. They're filming the place on location around Chenonceau, so it looks gorgeous. Um, and and the character, uh, the, Samantha Morton, who we've we've less 
lost, uh, excuse me, we last saw wasting her talents on Walking Dead. Um, she, uh, I mean, seriously, please. Uh, but she is is starring as the older version of Catherine de' Medici, and she's telling uh, the story of her life to this terrified and very confused uh, serving girl. Um, and I think because she sees a little something of herself in this girl, because her, her origins are, are not exactly spectacular. Um, and, and the girl who plays the younger version of her is fantastic. She's great. Uh, you really do connect with her and, and feel what she's going through. And you can kind of see the evolution uh, of, you know, how she got from one place to the other, you know, how she became this, this ruthless, you know, multiple poisoner, um, who's, who's just gone down so infamously in history. Um, I think, uh, they're, they're doing a really, really good job. The characters are interesting. Um, the, the plotting so far is good. I, the, the flashback part worked for me, but then I wasn't looking for a twist because I mean, I, I know, what Catherine de' Medici is supposed to be. So there's, there's no big surprise there. Um, so for me, I'm just engaged in the storyline itself and the characters and how they interact with each other and, and the progress of, of this girl from this victim to this, this very powerful queen. Um, so I, I really am enjoying it so far. And I, I, I'm, it's thumbs up for me. I really like the show. Okay. Uh, I still probably won't watch it, but I haven't watched any of the other ones. White Princess, White Queen, white, all those do, things. Do I, those are good, by the watch way. Do I I want to watch this, but I, I mean, and I know it's about uh, Catherine Dimitri, so, so I, but I don't need to have watched the other ones, right? No, no, no. It's, 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 no, it's different time period. Completely yeah. okay, different great. time period. And the, the characters never really reference each other at all. So it's not like, oh, well, back in England around, you know, right. 100 years ago, this happened. Cool. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just, I, and by the way, and, and yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk The Patient. And I got to give Peter credit for this. I always give you credit, Peter, when you tell me to watch a new show. Thanks, Peter. Uh, um, so... But you only, I can't believe you only watched two and stopped. Oh my God. Like that show, it does a really good job. One, they're only half hour. It's a half hour drama. And at the end of every episode in like the last minute or so, they give you a cliffhanger that you're like, oh my God. <laughs> so it made, and the cliffhanger at the end of episode two, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm stopping right now. Um, so what I really liked is the premise of it is uh steve carell is basically a a therapist and this guy he's frustrated because this guy won't he's like you're keeping something for me and we can't work on you unless you tell me the whole truth so the dude's solution is to kidnap steve carell and chain him to his basement so that they can keep doing their therapy sessions because the guy's a serial killer and he's like, well, I can't, I couldn't tell you the whole truth in your office, but now that you're chained to my basement, I can be completely honest with you. And I was like, Oh my God. So the first episode had me crack it up because I was like, this dude is, I was like, Steve Perel is totally screwed because no matter what happens, the serial killer has to kill him. Cause you know, if after he, he's like, well, I want you to cure me of being a serial killer. I want you to help me stop killing people, which seems like, okay, sure. Uh, we could do this at a hospital or, you know, prison. And he was like, oh, no, no, I can't be caught. And I was like, 
so you, you do realize that there's no way the Steve Carell gets out of this not dead. Unless he's like the super not best this thing. ever, and he like mind controls the guy. He like gaslights <laughs> him. I mean, he would literally be the best therapist ever, but it, he could do it. He could gaslight it's him. It's crazy. You know? It's so crazy. Um, but it's it's each like I said, each episode's a half an hour, and it just lends one right into the other, and it's really like I I really want you guys to watch it, so I'm not I don't want to give too many spoilers, but don't, Peter, it sounds t- like I'll watch it. It really it's, does. Sound it's like really I'll watch good. It. I will. It's really good. Every, Peter, everything Olivia said, I will attest to. Okay. Oh, I only watched I only watched the first two episodes because that's all that was available. No, four are available. Uh, four are available now. It came out last week. Like so, when I no, it came. It no, came it out came a few out weeks ago. Because I, I put it, I put it in my queue, and I was not going to watch it until really it was at the end or close to the end. Because I didn't want. The, I, I looked at it and I thought this is not something that I want to have hanging every week. You know, I just want to blow through it and and get to the resolution. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe it was the week before. I just remember when I watched it, there were only two episodes. I was like, all right, that's all I can watch. But yeah, I I really liked it. I liked that it's 30 minutes or, you know, that, that it's like uh, condensed. And I like both of those actors. Um, I mean, it's funny because Libya, you're like, he's so screwed. But I'm like, well, I'm assuming... I mean, I'm assuming he has to figure out a way to escape. You know, he already tr- he already tried it with, which I was surprised he figured it out when there's a moment when like, I think he's trying like with a plastic fork and then he sees it and he's like, well, you know, there's no way that would have like done that or whatever. Well, first of all, there's no way that you're going to pick a lock with a plastic fork I know, because anyway. he's, but the point is he's trying. So I was like, okay, right. clearly the end game is to do what he can to help him and help him not kill people or whatever, but also to somehow get to know the room, get to know the environment. I mean, I feel like that's where we're going. Cause you're right. He, he won't let him go. Like uh-huh. that's not going to happen. Like, so either, either he has to defeat him, like knock him out or something, or he has to escape somehow when he's gone. Cause he has to leave, you know, for his life and everything, I guess, you know? Right. But it's good. Uh, yeah. 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 Good, yeah. It's very compelling. It's very compelling. And it's like you said, it's a super easy watch. So thumbs up for me. Please watch it. Catch up. Uh, and the only thing I'll say about the second episode, oh, do, because it's the way it's not, you don't know who comes down the stairs, right, Peter? Because nope. there's like all this banging up the, you know, upstairs and he, he keeps know. calling. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. Don't so that was it. a big cliffhanger. Wait, is it, it? I was just assuming it's just a person. Wait, I mean, is it a good reveal? Yes, it's pretty good. It's like, oh, it, oh, it doesn't really matter. You're like, oh, that's no, actually it matters. It, it it's totally a good matters. reveal. <laughs> yeah. So yes, that was the, that's why I couldn't believe you stopped. I was like, the cliffhanger was like, there's somebody upstairs, and he goes, oh, hello, and then it cuts to black, and you're just, I was like, what? Who is that? <laughs> so yeah, I I really I really liked it. Uh, so yeah, thumbs up for me. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, Vampire Academy by Julie Pleck and Marguerite something. I forgot their last name. Uh, but it's based on McIntyre. a series of books. McIntyre, thank you. Uh, it's based on a series of books, very much like Vampire Diaries, which is why Yusun keeps calling it Vampire Diaries. But it's called Vampire Academy, which is totally different. And actually, really are you sure, it. Libya, are you sure this isn't Vince Gilligan's new project? Because I, I think this changed television. 
No. <laughs> I, I feel some sarcasm from you, Peter. Is, is, that, is that what's happening? Gilligan's new show. This is it. The claws <laughs> come out. My, my thing is, Rear. I was like, Julie Pleck did a great job with Vampire Academy. She yeah. had two other spinoffs that were- Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries. Well, good Lord. Yeah, you got I, it. Now, this time I did it. No, you got but, it. Uh, so I can't just, I just can't believe she left Legacies to go to another vampire show. I was like, seriously? Money, Man, dollar size. This bad vampire show. <laughs> Dollar size. She went for the money, the money bag. I don't know, man. Like I don't understand. And the print, like, like Tom was saying. Tom, say your thing about the saga cell. Go ahead. Saga, because keep in mind, I got the saga cell on episode one. When no, I still didn't happen. One on Peacock. Maybe my Peacock's defective, which is possibly. But I did not get the saga cell on my episode one, so I was completely lost. And I watched the episode- saga cell doesn't help you. I was still lost. I got well, it, and I still didn't understand what was happening. I just thought the everything I loved about Vampire Diaries, this is the opposite. I I pretty much hate almost everything except for J. August Richards. I like the fact that, that he went from Angel as a vampire hunter to now he's in a vampire aristocrat. I find that hilarious. And he's basically Giles, where he's the, the mentor <laughs> character, um, which I also like. But of the two girl leads, I definitely like the damn fear bodyguard girl way better. Well, she's a than better the other girl. Yeah, the other girl is like, I was like, oh my god, I Terrible. can't. I don't understand why. Because I mean, even on Legacies, Hope had this charisma that made me want to like Hope. This girl does not have that. Like, nope. I don't know what's going on. Like, she's super boring, and I don't care about her family being killed, and I don't care about her crisis or whatever, like all the things that are happening. The only thing that I find slightly interesting is I want to understand why the damn fear, the two best friends, why the damn fear girl can see through the other girl's eyes. Like if she's upset or whatever, she can see through her eyes. I don't understand what that's about. And that's slightly interesting. Well, they did, they did kind of uh, at least partially answer that. Really? Um, I missed it. Um, you, did you see all four of the? Uh, no, we're the, only talking about the first two. We were oh, okay. So, uh, all right. Sorry, I didn't hear. Oh, that so part. they give they give vital information in an episode after the first two. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. That's always smart. Yeah. So you're oh, you're good. dragged you're dragged along for like two hours before you actually you know go oh that's what's happening. But Allison, yeah. I'm curious if you if since you've seen four, I mean obviously don't talk about all four, but do yeah. do do you like it better than it sounds like Olivia and Tom did? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Oh. The only thing that I <laughs> the only thing that I actually enjoy about it, and and I would think you would too, is that the fashions are really cool. Yes, I, I they love have a the really look. Nice, yes, they have a lot of balls and ceremonies. Okay, you know? and so- and the thing is, they they took this this uh, the costumer was actually very smart. They did this intentional mishmash of of eras, right. um, especially leaning in on on uh, Regency fashion for most of the men and for the school uniforms, cool. and uh, a kind of a mix of cinderella ball gown meets right. edwardian walking dresses for the women okay um and and it's just it's a it's 
really really smartly done i think it's the the fashions all look really cool on everybody because i remember one of the the best things i loved about the nevers was that mishmash of the costuming do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i thought they kind of did a brilliant job so it sounds like i won't be watching the show Uh, i won't be listening to the show but i can fast forward through the fashions and get to the balls yeah yeah. i mean i i probably am gonna watch a couple more just because it's julie pleck and i bailed on vampire diaries at episode i did the first two episodes last time and i hated it and i did the same thing and it was episode five and the show became amazing so i'm gonna give her a little more you know leash give it and watch it i'm gonna give it a little more yeah i'm gonna give it a little more episodes i will say um what it what I thought the pilot seemed to remind me of was that um, I recently played this game called uh, it's a video game. It's called um, Vampire the Masquerade, and apparently, Vampire the Masquerade was originally a tabletop game, kind of like D anD D from either the eighties or nineties, and it has a lot of fans. But when you're playing the game, it's really similar. It's like oh, it's these like roy, it's these roy- royal houses. And they all have great outfits and it's like a secret society and everything. But when you're playing the game, there is very much, I'm like, wait, what is going on? Who are these? What's, what's their power? What can they do? However, because it's a video game, what you can do is you like hit the pause screen. And if you meet a character, there's like a lot of lore. There's like codex you can read. And then there was a lot that I was reading. It would be like, oh, okay. So this person became a vampire 300 years ago. And that's what this is. But this, this is like, watching that but i can't pause vampire academy (laughs) give me information i need to know what this is like so it's kind of weird i was like well i wish i knew what was going on but it sounds like alice is saying well they they do eventually like kick in with yeah it does really feel like you got dropped in the middle of this show without any explanation yeah yeah, there's there's no sense of of you know what the stakes are or who you're supposed to be rooting for really or you know what's going on and and I have to say too that you know the more that you do learn about it, they, these are the most fragile vampires I have ever oh seen anywhere. Car crash vampires. Like you can yeah. kill some. You can kill one of them with a car crash. What? If they fall off a bike, they'll skin their knee. What? Um, oh they God. actually yeah, have true. doctors that they need to go to. Um, I mean, it's it's just absolutely insane. They and they and they do age just more slowly. If it weren't for the fact that they drink blood, I'd think, oh, it's just some, you know, witch cult or something like oh, that. Because... And occasionally their fangs pop out. Yeah, every once in a while. What? Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they don't yeah, have, it, like, it, super speed or super strength. They, they, they have, a, have, have trouble they reading have a book in low light, you know? Oh, I mean, that's true, too. But they do have powers. They do have, like, magic fire and stuff yeah, like that. Like, so so yeah, but, like, so does a witch. It sounds like they should call them something else, like, not vampires. Oh, no, they, their teeth are very vampires. I mean, they're... Yeah, and they drink blood, but, you know, I mean, they're, they're stuff, just... Like, there's there's such sad examples of I, <laughs> here's like an example there's in the beginning in the cold open they're arriving at this party so that they bring down the limo the limo brings the wind the thing down the guy's like oh you know what are your names or whatever and then they they basically look at him in the eyes and then you, their eyes glow like a certain color but because i'm used to like vampire diaries i'm like are they compelling him is that what it is <laughs> the droids you're looking for <laughs> no i don't think that's what it is i'm like i guess it's no the color the color tells color you the rank correct it's i was like oh it's the, 
but yes, like stuff like that. I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. So yeah, and it's and I think the other thing is because we've had so many vampire shows. And this show is obviously very different. It has very different rules. I'm like, would you please tell me what the rules are? Like, what the heck? All right, we're done with that. We need to move on. We need to move on. But that's the thing that was driving me crazy about it. All right, next up, we're going to talk about She-Hulk. And this was the episode where uh, her, her name was trademarked. I, Titania, Titania took, uh, took her name. Well, we got to talk about the one the previous week, though. Oh, What's right. that one? What's up? Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Wongers. Oh, right. I did like this. That was fun. Two N's and a Y, but it's not where you think. You think it is. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty Yeah. Did you see someone made a poster for her like she was going to get her own Marvel TV show? I want her and Wong to have their own sitcom. Yes. I I gotta say, I could almost watch them watching Sopranos. That would be fine. Yes, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, this is one where Christopher dies. He's like, please, no spoilers. I already told you that. This is the one where Adriana dies. I was so sad. Although I noticed the last thing that they were watching was This Is Us. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Oh my God, too. that yeah, was hilarious. she was spoiling This Is Us for him, too. Was, I don't even watch This Is Us. I never did, but I found that funny. So, uh, yeah. You know what? Here's what I will say. I, I feel like I'm a negative negative Nancy. I don't know. Is that a a Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. Thank you. I was like, I like, I can do negative Nancy. Um, so um, this, uh, actually not about this episode per se, but um, I, I still like She-Hulk and I love the beats of it. And I love, you know, she talks to the camera and all, all the, all the things, all the gimmicks. Um, uh, and I do like her. She's very winning in the role and this and that, whatever. Um, but uh, like, she makes the joke about how, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're, it's not going to be all side characters every week and, and, you know, and, and it's still about, oh, me. she looks at the, yeah, she looks at the camera and says it, right. Yeah. You know, and then to me, the funniest part of that episode, the best part was Wong and his Wong? You know, sidekick, uh, which I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy, but I was like, Meh, didn't you say this wasn't going to be the whole idea of the show? So, um, I feel like it started off more strong, it str- more strongly for me. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but that episode actually proved to me, I was like, I don't know. I thought this was exactly what you weren't going to do. I'm, and I'm ha- I was fun to watch, you know? And then the second episode, I'm just going to transition into it. Go I'm, ahead. Go ahead. You know, the second episode for me, I don't know. Titania. I, I, I couldn't put my finger on what I didn't like about it necessarily. Um, I did think it was funny or, and good that they, they did a callback to, her dating and that her her you know miserable experience on whatever was tinder or tinder like i don't know i don't know uh the dating app played in very much into solving resolving the situation you know about her identifying as she hulk i thought that was good um because i thought in the original i thought i don't i get it this is more slice of life right and this is more less about her being a superhero and sort of like the way Superman and Lois deals with like the human side of being a, a superhero, you know, and, and clearly it lends itself to that because she didn't quit her lawyer job. So again, I like the conceit of the show and I understand what they're doing with the show, but 
I don't, I felt like it was low hanging fruit, you know, sort of uh, the like, you know, she's a female superhero. So we're going to deal with her dating, you know, and her being, you know, judged for like only being hot when she's She-Hulk. And I was like, do I really want to watch an entire episode of this? Um, so I feel like it's a little bit, I don't know. Like I said, I can't really put my, my finger on it, but I, I like the show less. Uh, and I honestly would like a little bit more superhero stuff. I mean, with a show like uh, Superman and Lois, uh, we still get the superhero stuff. But this, to me, is leaning a little too far into, for me now, just the, you know, the the human aspect of it. I mean, except for the cape costume thing, I mean, reminded me so much of The Incredibles. You know, and I don't remember what her name was, but the little tiny, you know, costume. The hobo suit, darling. Yes, yes, you know, exactly. Edna Mode. Yes, So I, you know, it's, it it exists. It's a trope. It's a cliche, but I found that to be funny. And, and, you know, it worked. Well, and then, and then they hint for next week, our finale, which is we only get one more episode. We know it's uh, it's, it's nine episodes. Oh, is it nine? Well, it looks like next, it looks, looks like next week we're going to get Daredevil. Yes, again, another it. character. Why, why, why do I Except need Except that I miss Daredevil and I need Daredevil. Thank you. <laughs> I am not going to complain about them putting Charlie Cox in this. I'm sorry. Nope. I am not either. Do that all you want. You know what's interesting? The one thing I will say, um, sort of to Yusin's point about supporting, and I've liked most of the supporting characters, is um, strangely, um, I, I really liked the, whoever this actress was playing the 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 silly drunk girl Wonger who t- called him Madison 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 he's great but you know what's weird is I think she was really funny it's kind of strange is I love uh, Jamil wait is it Jamila Jamil. 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 is that Jamila Jamil. Jamil. um I loved her on the Good Place and when I heard she was like the looked like the main villain I was like oh this is gonna be great like I I can't wait to see her honestly it's funny I like like I like the the Madison version of this kind of like airheady kind of character. The other one, the one that Jam- Jamila is playing, I feel is kind of bland. I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just wants yeah, yeah. Does yeah. like, she's not free. And I like that actress. So I was like, ah, it's not very interesting so far. Like, um, yeah. So that's not her fault. That's the way they're, dra- oh, they're not, writing. Not the actress yeah. I mean, leave it, leave it to Disney to say that trademark infringement is the greatest evil that could <laughs> possibly accomplish. Wow. Nicely done. Nicely played, but let's wrap that up. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, resident alien, which I thought that they were wrapping up at like 13 episodes. I was like, Oh, we're going to have 13 episodes this season. And I was like, that's a weird, really weird, cliffhanger that's not a cliffhanger why are we ending the season here and then we got another episode and then i was like equally confused i will say this the whole will they or won't they have a resort in that town i do not so boring do not care at all yeah have a resort don't have a resort don't care please take that storyline away and kill it in the back they have always struggled with the mayor they have always struggled giving him a, a storyline that we care about. And I don't dislike the actor. I think he is a victim of his storyline and his dialogue. Um, but his arc is terrible, if he even has one. Uh, and it's it's like a turtle arc, you know, of him kind of finding his voice and standing up, you know, against his wife. And, and, all. I mean, and so the boring. wife isn't a villain at all. Yeah. And no, it's just so like, boring. what? And, and, and I feel, what, uh, what for me, I love the arc with the sheriff. 
we are learning yes. so much more yeah, about yes. his history, his pain, why he moved there. You know, he he's, you know, he's always going to be the grumpy, irascible kind of whatever, but they've made him much more human. Um, he's adorable, honestly, with his whole, you know, dating thing or trying to date whatever. And for me, one of the strongest relationships in the show is him and and the uh, deputy and the and deputy. The deputy. I love mm-hmm. both yeah. of them separately. I love them together. You know, there's clearly a fondness there there. She's definitely the put upon underappreciated, you know, blah blah blah, which is a trope, but uh, it's it, it, they're doing a nice job with it, you know, and she's clearly um, you know, just I think she's pretty fleshed out, you know, she isn't well, just And a, my thing is they have so many plots happening in the story right yeah. now. Yeah, we can drop like five of them. Sure. Like, there's yeah. so many things happening. You sure. have you have the men in black trying to chase chase down the aliens. You have the the the, the alien hunter guy. Yes, you've got the baby. Yep. You've got all these things. I don't care about the result, and I don't Zora, and I don't care about the best friend and her painkiller thing. Like, yes. Oh my god, that why? is terrible. That then why are we terrible. doing this? Yeah. I mean, if there was less stuff going on, I might care about that. But there's just there's too many things happening that are actually compelling, like, you know, the baby who's been abducted by by the the government people. I mean, I I want to see what's happening there. That's really what my interest is in and seeing if, you know, how Harry eventually connects with his own kid and and all of that. That is what's interesting to me. Wait, isn't it himself? Right. Somebody explain that to me. I don't want to interrupt. No, 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 no. That's that's yes. That's his child. Time travel. That's his kid. That's his kid. Time travel. Okay. Got it. Timey Tom, go ahead. Yeah, I, this was. I I watched. This is the first time I've watched it since season one, and I they got a they got a jettison the subplots that don't have anything to do with alien stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. the resort thing, blah. You know, the sheriff's interesting, but anything that doesn't have to directly do with with alien stuff get rid of it because man i was watching i was grading papers while watching it and then when something interesting happened i would look up but a great tv show i should not be able to grade papers by sure and True. you've Absolutely. got Tudic, and you've got some really interesting characters but you have a lot of boring characters too and you don't have to get rid of them but stop giving them plot lines or Absolutely. big plot lines yeah they take up too much time all right let's move on so I don't even know if this is a thumbs up. It's a thumbs sideways. 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 Yeah. yeah. Flat hand. Right. <laughs> Next up, we're gonna talk Sandman. Uh, the end of the season because we were we were talking two episodes at a time and we missed some and it feels like so long ago. I don't even remember now <laughs> how it all ended. But uh, I think we should definitely talk about the end. It's the Rose Walker storyline. Doll's house. Uh, the, the doll's house. Okay, Tom, you lead. Go ahead. Oh no! I'm gonna to have to look up because it's been so long. I used to have Netflix. Last time I watched Sandman, um, no, the I thought they did a pretty good job overall with uh, with this with the ad, ad, adaptation. Uh, basically, episode nine, there are odd disturbances in the dreaming. Rose goes on, Rose goes out on the road trip with her new friend. And the Corinthian, that convention was crazy. Oh, the serial oh, convention? Great, yeah. That was great. convention. Wow. And it was so cool because the kid was, was like, what do you mean there's no cereal at the serial convention? <laughs> yeah. oh. It's not that kind of cereal. Oh, not they did a great job. Uh, and so that, that moment where uh, they, she takes the road trip and the and they're looking around and they're going into they're popping their heads into different conferences and listening. And they're like, mm. "What is going on?" Oh. And what's great is 
when he sees the Corinthian, they recognize each other. And my initial thought, because I am not clued in, was I was like, wait, did the Corinthian try to kill him when he was like a young man? Is that why he has like a limp? And I was like coming up with all kinds of stuff, which was incorrect. And then he leaves the, the concierge a message like, oh, you got to give a message to Rose. And I was like, yes, tell Rose that a freaking serial killer is here. I and thought that's like, you. And he was like, no, tell Rose that I had to go home. Why would he like, not wait, tell her? Why I know. Her? I know. <laughs> that was a big fat plot. Hole like that, that was not, that was not the important part of a message yes. that you leave. Yes. <laughs> I was like, he not, he didn't bury the lead. He just threw it out. I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. And then when she gets the, she gets the message, she's like, what do you mean he went home? Like it, and without the whole serial killerness of it, it doesn't make any sense. No. And and so all of that was just so crazy. And the Corinthian, I what I liked about him is he managed to be we know that Sandman is more powerful than him, oh, but yeah. he still manages to be super scary. Yeah. Like there that he yeah. just gives off this vibe that is really kind of terrifying. I that and so was when great he goes acting. Well, he's literally yeah. one of the nightmares. Great acting. Right, yeah. right. And he's great. And I was saying this to somebody else where I was comparing him to uh Desire who is supposed to be as as close to as strong as as Sandman and and has been behind has been the plot or the plotter behind everything that we've seen in the second half of the story the whole Rose Walker story was was Desire's plotting like Desire planned this for 100 years and I was like really this was your plan like this is not a very good uh, evil mastermind plan i was because very unimpressed someone explain it to me because if sandman had killed rose what happens he would have killed his own family so he the whole thing was a setup to cause sandman to kill his family right and so if that had happened it would just then the it would have caused the rest of the family to be convened and to put him out of power for killing his family. Oh, okay. So thought, that was the the plot. That was the point okay. of it. I thought that the stakes were that, but I just, I wanted to be sure. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I mean, I understood that it would be very bad for, for Sandman to kill Rose Walker, even though it seemed like he had to, you know, because of the vortex. Um, but but that being said, I want to just jump in and 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 uh, and say a few things that you've already kind of touched upon. Um, the show, for me, uh, the first I don't know four or five episodes were very six I don't know were were very very strong. The back half less so for me. Uh, you know, even though I think the thread was supposed sort of was supposed to be well, the first half was him getting his powers back and this and that and blah blah blah. Um, but it, it, you know, the second half being about Rose Walker, I was really not that interested, you know, when, when the woman came out pregnant, you know what I mean? And I was like, well, where is this going? You mean Lyra? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, that didn't go anywhere. Oh, Uh, yes, it does. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, now, I mean, if we get a second. No, for season. Yeah. If we get a second season. Yeah. If we get a second and third season. But so, so that being said, I get it. If there's source material and they're going to do certain things you know, by season and we, you know, if we don't get a second season, I'll never find out how important that baby is. So I understand that they, they can't re- resolve everything in this and that, but that's not the only reason. Like I just felt the second half of the season was 
I was less invested. And I want to say something about what Allison said, which is when I was watching it, and I believe she had seen the whole series, and she was like, I don't know, it was entertaining, and I sure I liked it, and it looked good. And she's like, but I don't know, I wasn't super moved by it or or invested. And I, I kind of was surprised, and I thought, really? Like, I mean, I'm super invested. I'm super this. Not that Allison and I have to agree, but it's interesting because once I finished it, which I did, I was like, huh. I was like, I could see saying that at the end of the entire season. I absolutely did not think that he was going to end up killing Rose, right? So so there was less uh, urgency for me to get to the end. Like, oh my God, how is he going to kill her? It's going to be so sad, you know? Him killing Gregory the, you know, the gargoyle, which I refused to not to stop talking about, was very moving for me. So I thought, how is he going to kill Rose? And that seems like such a downer. But by but as the show was going on and they kept hanging on to uh, her grandmother, uh, I mean, I had absolutely, I know it sounds like I'm patting myself on the back, but I'm not. I'm talking about sort of the failing of the, I get it, Tom, it's part of the script. Uh, it's part of the source material. But I, I absolutely was less invested because I knew he wasn't going to kill her. You know what I mean? So then in my, in, so then of course you have, you have to naturally think, well, how is he going to solve this problem? You know what I mean? Like if he's not going to kill her, you kind of you kind of guess because you kind of have to if you know or if you feel that he isn't going to kill her so the, to me the only thing that made sense was and i didn't know exactly why or how i was like oh he's going to kill the grandma like you know their family right so there's got to be a way to do it so that was less of a reveal or surprise or twist for me so so in the end i absolutely enjoyed it and i thought well the one of the strongest things i think we've all agreed is the casting and the lead uh, you know, he, I thought he did a great job. I haven't read the, the original. So Tom, I think you've already agreed that you, you think he was good casting and he, and oh, he absolutely. did really well. Yeah. So as someone who hasn't seen it, I can absolutely very much say that I thought he was fantastic. Um, I thought Desire was played just right of or just, you know, two steps below. Just too much. Yeah, too much. character. Yeah, I thought it was a caricature. It was a little, you know what I mean? But not crazy. Not like super mustache twirling, you know. But, it, but I, it, I think we're supposed to be afraid of Desire and think that Desire is a real threat to yes, Sam. And I never did. Yes, I never did. I agree with that. And that's and maybe that's because they didn't want to. They were towing that, that line of like, well, I don't want to try to come off too menacing and too whatever because it'll just be far, you know, it'll be you know, uh, uh, but you gotta have an undercurrent of it. Yeah, but anyway, so but I I other people, I want other people yeah, to talk because we gotta keep moving. So, uh, Peter, Tom, I didn't finish it. I'm terrible. So I, I, I have been trying to not listen to you guys. Oops. Um, Tom, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no Peter, Tom, no, Houston's, Houston's criticisms are, are fair. I mean, the thing is the way that Damon approached structuring the whole saga the 75 issues plus a special for the classic run, you may not like every story arc the same, and that's fine. Sure. But they decided to do them in chronological order. For me, the next major arc, which they've teased, but I'm not going to say anything because we don't have a, a green light yet, but it does deal with a fan favorite character, actor. <laughs> but uh, for me, that's the arc that really won me over to this series. So, okay. so hopefully we'll get it. But hopefully we'll I, get it. I think I, I like the Rose Walker storyline a lot. Um, obviously more than Yusin did. No, I but, liked uh, it. I just no, didn't no, think no. The, the ending. I didn't like how they saw I, 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 I get I get you, but I, my point is I really liked all of that. So I'm just saying that's the part that I disagree with you on. But we need to move on. Uh next up, 
uh, let's talk about C. And uh, I, I still stand by the stupidity of the plot armor that the queen or the queen sister has, which makes no sense. So they do the big reveal uh, two episodes ago that the son is the one that's, that hid the queen, uh, the sister. Uh, I don't know what to call her. What is her name? The, the queen sister chick? Oh, whatever. Um, the, what are you talking about? The, the evil queen? The, the I have yeah. names any caller, but they wouldn't, aren't fit for broadcast. Thank yeah, that's you. The queen cane. Yeah. Yeah. So her, the fact that the son is the one who's like, well, my... He first of all, he won't even acknowledge that that baby is his. Yet he'll hide the queen because he's like, I don't want my son to not to lose his mom. I was like, that makes no sense, <laughs> none whatsoever. Oh, that boy! I don't think he's going to survive this. Year. He's too dumb to live. Oh, he really God. is. I, I got to the point where I just I am so over that character. And I, his dad told him like what season one or two. It's like, dude, don't rely on your sight. You, you think yeah. it gives you an advantage? It doesn't. And still he does it every... Oh my gosh. These last two episodes, I'm thinking, is this what he's going to buy the... Is it... I'm just <laughs> counting the Seriously, if he ends up dead, I'm not going to mourn over this character. Rutgers because he's, he's literally, as Tom said, too dumb to live. Because yeah. he's too yeah. dumb to live. Yeah, agreed. Rant over. Uh, so I just, I hate the plot armor of her, but I will say, finally, somebody backs up uh, Baba Voss. They're like, oh my god, Baba Voss, you were telling the truth. Yeah, he was telling the truth before. But you needed somebody else to say it because they were like, well, you know, he's been through a lot so maybe he's imagining it. I was like, at what point did Baba Voss give the impression that he's imagining and dreaming stuff up and so people can doubt his word? That's the thing that I found ridiculous. Well, but you know, I what, what I kind of got out of that, you know, after looking at this thing is that it's not so much that they don't believe him. They don't want to believe him because they've yeah. got their own agendas going. And, True. and I can totally see that coming from, you know, political people who have from their Harlan own thing. especially. Yeah, because he's, he's an opportunist and he's, you know, he wants what he wants. And he's also doing... Um, he's he's in the middle of like negotiations with this other group and he figures he's going to come out of this looking great so yeah he doesn't want to believe that any of what Baba Voss is saying is true because he wants to be able to complete the negotiations and come out of it the other side with more power so yeah right okay so I was in the middle of watching the latest episode of C before the podcast starts started so I literally didn't see the last like five to ten minutes uh, so the last thing i saw was uh they had their coup in trevantes and everybody got blown up everybody got mm -hmm. blown up and i like how the coup was actually held by the people that you didn't see it coming i was like oh that's pretty good and i also for those who watch stargate atlantis i do appreciate that one stargate atlantis character killed the other that was also <laughs> hilarious to me um i was like that's pretty fitting too considering their characters on that show um so i saw the explosion then they give harlan basically the ultimatum which is help us with our conquering of your empire because you guys have obviously lost because our bombs are awesome you know uh and so i didn't hear what his decision was did, did they did they well, reveal still, what he decided we still don't really know the last thing that happened is that baba voss and his group went to destroy the bombs yeah i saw that part in the middle and 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 as they're doing this the uh, trevantians 
they ride up and and Harlan is with them. But, you know, Harlan has always got his own agenda. He's always got his own thing. So he may be riding with them doesn't necessarily mean he is with them. But it's not a good look that Baba's daughter saw him with Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Right. But but I mean just because he's he's riding with them doesn't mean that he's on their side. He's oh, he absolutely. Could, yeah. He's, he's on his own side. Exactly. Exactly. And and you know, and he like, you also have to realizes that too. if he he said he realizes that if he says he's not with them, they're going to kill him. He, know, right. he knows of, that well. Of enough. course. He's a survivor, so he knows that. And the thing is, on the other hand, he he genuinely, I mean it's it's been made explicit at this point, he genuinely loves Magra. Um, so I don't think he's going to rush to do anything that would, that would hurt her. And he also feels that, you know, he's the one who built up, uh, Paya, Paya is his, he considers his. that his, yeah. So he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to help them destroy it. So he's, you know, for, for survival reasons, he's got every reason to pretend like he's on their side, but I don't think that's what he's really doing. Um, I don't either. And then the last thing, of course, that we saw was um, apparently Queen Kane is so poisonous that a rattlesnake can bite her and it dies. <laughs> what? Um, Are you kidding they me? They literally not, went there. They kidding. literally went there. And... I, I mean, because the last thing I saw was she was in a cave and she could like hear her sister and she was like haunting her sister in some weird telepathic way. Yeah, well, because like, the snake bit her. This? The snake bit her. So she's oh. she supposedly oh, so she's hallucinating. hallucinating. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the, the, the very last thing that we see is she wakes up and she's fine and the snake is dead. Yeah. And, oh and apparently that empowers her enough to go seek out the witch finders, the, the rogue witch finders. And now she's got herself a little army, but they wanted to kill her as well. Cause it was her decree that said everybody could see. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, apparently that, that, that is, is forgotten now in the face of how much they hate. They Baja. literally said that at the beginning of the episode, they were like, we should kill the Kane daughters. They yeah. said that top of the episode, her plot armor is ridiculous that i will say that again all right let's move on uh next up we're going to talk uh rings of power and this episode was one of the slowest they've ever had because it was a lot of talky talk talks and let's talk some more (laughs) it ends well to where you're like oh my god this is where this is going this is gonna be awesome but there was just a lot of just exposition before that uh so i would say this was probably the weakest one that I've seen out of the four. Wow, because I I, I, I I disagree. I, I I disagree. And you know what? I I wanna. I haven't spoken much this entire uh, podcast. Of, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I realized as it was going on, I was like, wow, I didn't really watch that much. <laughs> so so I will say this um, because I get to say the reason I bring it up is oh, I got to end on a on a stronger note, a happier note because I've sort of been you know Debbie Downering. Uh, that for me, I really liked this episode and to kind of very mildly rebut uh allison take no offense to what you were saying i am not comparing the two shows i'm not except purely for my emotional investment i'm not talking about the way they're shot or where they're written or none of it i don't uh i'm not comparing the two i recognize very much that they're their own thing and 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 uh you know uh they but they are at, at the base they're prequels right so that can be said um, and you guys know how much I love prequels. So those things are all. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the episode, are, though. Right. Those things are all equal. But for me, I really liked this episode because 
um, because of the smallness of it, right? And the reveal, you know, about uh, the, the, the orc leader, Lord Master, or whatever he's being called, it clearly seems like he's an elf or was an elf, you know, or a part elf or something. I'm sure, obviously, we'll get more on that. Um, but for me, I really thought, uh, the, the kind of, uh, the, I thought it was a great scene. I think I like the writing on this show better. And, and, uh, you know, I know that's not a pure source material, but it does, it does, um, play to me very much like literary, you know, their, their speeches and their this and that. And, you know, um, that scene where, uh, Galadriel is in, in prison and he was talking about how you don't, you don't, you know, scare them into stuff or whatever. You don't make, give them fear. You figure out what it is that they want, you know? And then you kind of, so that I thought was that very Machiavellian and that's great negotiating. And, and then she does listen because I have been a little annoyed that she's very one note and she's very self-righteous and she's this and that. I don't get me wrong. I like her character, but I was like, this is going to get old, you know? So she does listen to him. She does execute that. I love the scene between her and the queen, you know, uh, both in agreement. And then I knew that she was going to come around, but I thought the way they did it, you know, her classic Ken Henry, you know, the Henry V speech, you know, where she riles everybody up and, you know, again, not something we haven't seen before, but I loved the tete-a-tete between the two of them when she was like, we're not doing this. Like, she's like, and this is why you, bye, see ya, you know? And then when they come, when she comes back around, and we talk about it and there's a lot of close-ups and there's a lot of, you know, it's a needy kind of scene. Uh, I thought they did a great job. So yeah, so for me, I thought, uh, like I said, I wanna end for myself on a positive note. Um, I, it was very talky, uh, but not completely. That whole thing with um, him, the son, you know, going and trying to get the food, you know, and you know that wasn't gonna end well. You knew it would Yeah, be- also, I, I don't like him particularly. I don't like him so at all. That- I don't like him at all. I don't like him at all. But again, but but I'm saying using that as like that did not make me enjoy the episode. No, much, no, I was just making the point that it wasn't only talking. Do you know what I mean? That 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 to me was. It, I'm not saying it worked for me. I'm just simply saying that it wasn't all talky for me. But the the reason why I liked it was the talky bits. You know, um, yeah, it just me, felt very slow. I like. I really. I understand what you're saying. Like some of the conversations that she had with the queen were good. I'm yeah. not disagreeing. I like when she put her hand on the orb and they had the visions and stuff. That was kind of cool, but it just felt very slow. Yeah, like, that's weird. Very I, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it kind of grounded me and made me even more invested and excited about the the alliance being renewed. You know what I mean? And like how that was going to play out. And well, I, yeah, I, at the very end, yeah, the very end was like I was like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, because but that the end an hour have, into it. Yeah, yeah the, the the end is where we finally get some forward momentum and some promise that this is leading somewhere. I think I right. think we're you know because I actually I do enjoy this this show. Um, I, I think I, this, this episode, maybe I enjoyed it a little bit less because I'm, I'm starting to feel like we're four hours into it. We should, there should be more happening. Um, even though it, it began very excitingly. I mean, we get that prophetic dream of the destruction of Numenor, which I, I mean, from the beginning, I figured, oh, it's gotta be a dream because it can't be happening yet. Um, (laughs) but still it's, it it was very well done and very scary and all of that. All of that was nice, but I think there is just something, um, and I, I, you know, don't know how they're, they're going to be able to fix it, but there is a structural problem with the way they've approached this story if it's it's actually the inverse of what they did with lord of the rings where you meet your your hero character and he very quickly assembles his group 
And then you see the group working together to, you know, and going through adventures and, and, and tragedy. And then they, before they all get split up into their own stories again, um, this is doing it exactly backwards. We've got all these dis di different characters dispersed throughout middle earth who are in their own stories and they're not interrelating with each other. And we don't know yet how they're going to meet up or how their stories are going to intersect. I mean, we know intellectually it's going to happen, but there's doesn't seem to be any kind of, of uh, something um, that tells us exactly how that's going to occur or when. So we've got all these characters doing their own things and not connecting with each other. And we're becoming impatient because, you know, when are they getting together and doing something? Um, right. So, you know, I mean, yes, they'll eventually do it, but that moment where they all connect and work together toward a common cause, that's what really engages the audience. And that's what that allows us to see them as a group and see them as, as a, a, a kind of a family. Um, and that's why I think something like Lord of the Rings works because you got that group dynamic before they all split up and then have to find each other again. But see, um, I think the this opposite. is the opposite. No, the, I, the, yeah, I know it, that's the point. This is the opposite, no, but it doesn't work. I don't work. think it's working. I don't think it's I'm, working. I, for me, it is because it, to me, this is more about Galadriel. You know what I mean? And, and then the other elf. And I will just say this because th this needs to be said. Oh my God. The best scene was when he caught the arrow in the air right before it hit the guy <laughs> and then used that against. I was like, I that took my breath away. I was like, okay, that's hot. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So for me, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like for real, I just had to say that. Go back to whatever you're talking about. But All right, well, Tom, Tom hasn't spoken yet. Go ahead, Tom. I want to tag in on what Allison, because I, I watched three and four back to back yesterday. This doesn't work for me because first of all, you're totally, they're making stuff up. I mean, as much supplemental materials as Tolkien wrote for Lord of the Rings, and there's tons, because it's like every five seconds, it seems like Christopher Tolkien would find a new set of notes and publish a new book. But my Tolkien diehard friends are like, yeah, that's not in anything. But the problem, I, I don't think this, because they've structured it like a typical TV show with subplots, but they're not subplots, they're counterplots. And because there's no, the only possible link is you've got three else. You've got Galadriel, young Galadriel, young Elrond, and the hot brown brown elf dude. Um, and and so eventually those elf plots will. I would presume the elf plots action. are eventually going to connect, but man, there's a lot of spinning gears waiting around. And then the stranger, quote unquote, is not in this episode. But the big thing is the identity of the stranger. And again complete fiction written by the written by these showrunners well that's i don't mind that that doesn't bother me yeah, that. I, I, mean, I, don't I don't mind that, that either, either. I, that doesn't bother me at all how how, how long do you want to know if he's good or bad if he's i mean yeah i mean i'm not saying that i don't want to have those answers but i'm saying i don't need it to be exactly out of tolkien's book it's okay for them to create their own stories but the, my problem is the pacing. They need to pace it up. Yes. Well, the, that's the my really my is, issue. Though, they, they're dropping... That plot line completely fell out of episode four. I presume it's back in episode five. But if someone were to describe what this show is about, I would say it's a wanton cash grab by Amazon, which purchased screen rights for Lord of the Rings from the Zance company for a, a, you know, 
It's too early. It's too. It's too early for that. I just said my point. I stand by, which is pace it up. Let's see where it goes. Like if you get to, if we get to the end of season one and nothing has structurally made any sense and we don't have a story, then maybe I can follow along with what you're saying. But I feel like they have a story. They're just taking too long to get to that story. Like they're stringing it out and they're milking it in a way that I think they think makes sense. But from an audience, I'm getting impatient. That's yeah. It. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm assuming since Peter's blank look, he did not watch the newest episode. Sorry, yeah, I didn't see it. I I agree with you guys, um, whatchamacallit, about... I, I was very curious to yeah, hear what Tom was saying because it's it's a weird thing when you're talking about someone like Tol, you know, Tolkien and his writing and everything he um, left behind and like what you know, what is added, what becomes, what feels like fan fiction, what feels like, oh, that's an interesting, because we've seen that with Star Wars. I mean, obviously, like, there are all these other writers besides George Lucas or whatever. But I agree with Allison and Livia that I don't necessarily have a problem with somebody else having their spin or adding things to the world. It doesn't have to just be from the first person who wrote it. Um, but it sounds like you guys are saying narratively it's kind of spinning its wheels, which is a different problem. Not, no, I'm not saying it's spinning its wheels. I'm saying it's taking too long to get to the point. Isn't that, that's, that's spinning? No, no, no. I'm saying it's moving, it's moving forward, but it's taking a longer time to move forward than I would like. Oh, spinning that's what I'm saying. would be like not moving at all. Would be exactly. Like, and and my like point it. is that they took, I think they, they made a mistake in the structural uh, approach to this of having all yeah, these separate characters and, and my keeping point it that is i feel long. the exact opposite i like that it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. Like, I mean for real i'm laughing because you know I'm no laughing. no no i'm, I'm not i'm, I'm agree I'm, I'm i'm i get what you're saying no so no no. i, get, I know you're not making point. fun of me i mean i'm laughing too is what i'm saying because normally i, I get the point of that's the point of the podcast yeah no that's why opinions. i'm laughing yeah i don't feel offended or anything i feel like this is fun i think it's a little more fun because most of the time when something is really good or bad we agree on it, right? We're all like, yeah, 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 thumbs up, thumbs up. But so I'm kind of loving it because um, I I feel pretty okay with the show. Is it the best thing ever? No, but I, mm. for me, uh, I recognize- <laughs> Come on, Tom. What it's did he better say? than that. What did it he is say? not he the was, best thing ever. I just said it's not the best thing ever. No, but- Did, the, did it, you mishear me? His, no, 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 no. I was giving Tom crap because of his tone. Oh, oh. Well, no. You missed that. But like, we got we to gotta wrap this up. I want to wrap this up. Uh, so all don't agree, but that's fine. Uh, I think we're all mostly going to still keep watching. Um, yeah. so as if Moth is drawn to a flame. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.